Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hi. Take it away. I was thinking of doing the chipmunk voice, and then I decided not to. Don't. I'll kill you. <laughs> I, just, I just thought about it. It's so. too late at night. It is super late. But that's the perfect time to tell scary stories, I think. So welcome to listeners episode number three. Wait, can I please do it? Fine. Welcome to episode number three. That was really fucked up. I hate everything. Actually, these are our favorite episodes. This is my favorite episode. It's I love doing the listeners' so episodes. fun. Because I actually feel like we're not just talking to each other. Like, it's proof that someone's listening. You know? Totally. And also, you guys just have badass stories. Yeah. The thing with our normal episodes is I used to be so thankful I was out of college. And right. then somehow I just got myself back into this fucking system where... Every week I'm heavily researching and I'm trying to make sure I have all my deadlines and I'm, I'm well prepared and well rehearsed for a presentation that is this podcast. But the listeners episode is my favorite because I don't have to do any fucking work. Yeah, you guys do the work. Yeah, thanks guys. You guys live all the traumatic experiences. Perfect. And we just talk about them. Yeah, that's like my dream to just gossip away. It's great. So anyway, we have uh, some special people we want to do a shout out for. This is our first listeners episode as of our release to Patreon. So we have so many people donating to us. It's blowing my mind that you guys want to help us. It means so much. It literally melts my heart into a million puddles. If people won't sponsor us, you know, companies, at least you will. So thank you. We love you guys so much. So we're going to shout out a couple names. So we have two teams um, in the $2 realm we got team milkshake team wine obviously and so i'm gonna read off team milkshake christine's gonna shout out to the team wines so i'll start with team wine because unfortunately there are fewer of them interesting i know i really thought we had more you know drunkards listening to us yeah get on it team wine i I really thought we had a couple lushes out there but apparently everyone's got that sweet tooth i guess so all right so on our team wine level Mm mm-hmm I want to shout out to Crystal, Zoe, and Katie. Woohoo! We love you so much. If we had some sort of applause effect that wasn't incredibly annoying on our 
on our equipment. We would throw that out for you. We'll work on it. We'll have to figure out a sound or something. Like a... Ba-da-da-da. Like, okay. I was thinking, like, you know that crank sound? Like the... That's the what? It's like that thing that people have at parties. Oh, the like, noisemaker. Yeah, where you like wind it. You like wind That's it around. That's a horrible around. sound. Like we need like a like some sort of sound though. All right, I'll find it a sound effect. Oh, okay. So, and insert sound effect. You can start <laughs> from the top. Okay. This is Team Milkshake. We've got Kevin. We've got Zachary, who I'm pretty sure is actually my buddy Zach. My bad. That's fine. You didn't know. I don't know. Christine's also in charge. <laughs> Just to like make me look like even more of a piece of garbage for this podcast. Stop. When I tell people I show up, I really do just do that. And you Christine do does not. everything else. Okay. Kevin. Zach. We got Sarah. And we've also got Christine obviously wrote this because the name is Dad. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure... My dad did not donate money, so I'm going to say thank you to Mr. Schiefer, <laughs> and his name is Bernhard. But he donated It's such under, a weird number. But he donated under the $2 category, so he went specifically to Team Milkshake, which is not my team. <laughs> specifically went to M's side, knowing that. Then, instead of $2, he donated, like, a random number of dollars, but he specifically made sure it was under Team Milkshake. I know he did that on purpose. because He's he a good guy, that's why. He doesn't drink alcohol. He's also... but. It's, he gave such a dad number. Like, it literally is not, like, an even number. It's, like, this isn't the number, but it's, like, I picked 19. Like, just, like, a random it's number. It's a very random monthly donation. And I've tried to, like, multiply it to be, like, is there, like, a yearly number? But no. Is there, like, a secret code in the number? Maybe. Like, there's <laughs> no sensible math to it. It's just a dad number, I think, where he was, like, I will donate. He just pressed buttons. $6.32 like, a month. Yeah, like he a like very specific sneezed number. on the computer and whatever number showed up. It's possible, but he did, he did specifically pick Team Milkshake. So I'm slightly offended, but also I'm very thankful. Well, thank you to all of Team Milkshake. I appreciate all of you. And it really means a lot that you're willing to help me because I'm just desperate. But it's nice to know there are more people out there that prefer a good milkshake over a glass of wine. Yes, I agree. Or maybe you just like me and you're just helping me out. I hope they like milkshakes. <laughs> but it's fine okay right. let's go to team five dollar donation which uh gets you access to our cool blooper reel which is coming out yeah ASAP. and it's... i apologize in advance for all the stupid things you learn about us in that five dollar donation oh, there's a lot of weird shit that happens behind the scenes what's happening is that we just do a a full record of everything we say and then Dear Christine edits to find the perfect parts to actually make an episode, but all of the scraps get left behind in one giant reel. And it's just every conversation I've ever had in the middle of the night at Christine's house. I currently go, I currently have about seven hours of footage that I'm weeding through, but I, I don't, I'm not going to give you just a bunch of junk of us talking. Like I, I'm trying to make it concise and fun. So thank you for all you $5 how donators. We, how are we doing this? Are we going you, me, you, me? Yeah, yeah. Okay. You want to go first? Sure. Jory, who, by the way, was our first. Uh, yes. She was our first. She was the one who uh, started donating when we were mid-recording one episode, and I called her Hori by accident. So <laughs> thanks, girl. Jory, we appreciate you. Then we've got Erica. And we've got Rebecca, which, by the way, is my middle name, besides Danger. Oh, God. Um, then we've got Alexander, who may or may not be my brother. Hello. Aww. Hi. He really donated? Oh, he don't. He was like, 
one That's of the first so people. Sweet. So your dad and your brother. Mm-hmm. Aw. Okay. We've got Jennifer. And we've got Wynema. That's an awesome name. I know. You guys uh, are pretty badass, all of you. We also we we got more or no? Yeah, we got now we we're moving on to the Whoa! Well on that note, let's move on to our ten dollar donators. All right. Um so the first one we've got here is all right, she says her she wants her shout out to be Maui Jen. Okay. Which comes from an old German uh, word, which means mouthy. Oh. In old German. Uh, then we got Casey. Thank you, Casey. Thank you, Casey. Then we've got um, Johnny, who'd like her shout out to be Miss Johnny Be Good. Perfect. Uh, we've got Amber. Yeah, Amber sent us some cool stories. I think Amber also follows me on Instagram. You can find me at VM Schultz oh. on Twitter, oh. Oh. Facebook, Instagram. Then we've got my mom. <gasps> my girl. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Renata. Hey, How Renata. you doing? We love you. Um, uh, Lisa. Lisa also follows me on Twitter. You can find me at VM Schultz. What the fuck? Why? <laughs> I swear, I told you you're the popular one. All right, so then we've got Cece. <gasps> oh, Who's your biffle? My biffle. Yeah. Uh, then we've got Marisol. Thanks, Marisol. Thanks, Marisol. Then we is that my sister? Oh yeah. Thanks, my my girl Rachel. Hey, boo. Aww. That's my big sister, guys. She emailed and she was like, "I just want to make. I have to make sure my sister eats." She's not wrong. <laughs> she's so right. Like she has two kids, but she also kind of has a third. Like she's just helping <laughs> she's me like, eat I food. I feel responsible for her well being. Oh, and I didn't even know because once again, Christine's in charge of fucking everything behind the scenes, <laughs> and so Christine's like, "Hey, I didn't know you're." sister had donated and i was like my sister donated i was like oh yeah she wants to make sure you're eating enough i was like sounds like her and then our last one is melissa thanks melissa thanks melissa thanks melissa oh my gosh oh my god melissa melissa oh my god we love you all so much we can't even get over it i know it blows my mind i literally cannot believe that you guys are willing to help us out literally we can't believe it <laughs> like a literally literally like in a literal like it's not figurative it's literal god. We're the worst kind of human being. Everyone's going to retract their donation <laughs> right now. All of a sudden, we'll look and I'll be like, you have zero dollars. <laughs> Your father has donated. That's <laughs> it. Anyway, thank you guys so much. Well, seriously, we love you guys. All right. We have really just been talking them up, but let's hear some actual stories. Okay, bye. We're going to tell you stories now. Who wants to go first? Um, Maybe you. I'm trying to find my stories. I don't have them up right now. Okay. Well, I guess that means it's up to me to... Solve another crisis. I can go find one. Oh my god, Marisol just tweeted at us. <gasps> Girl, we just said your name and you don't even know she it yet. She doesn't even know. She said Donati Hall. Yeah. Busby needs to chill about that chair. She's not wrong. She's right. You know, Marisol donates and knows her fucking facts. Also, Marisol's sad about the cleaning lady who died and also I'm sad about it. Wait, who died? Remember the cleaning lady who touched the chair by accident? Uh, we're all We all feel bad for her. All right, here is the first one. Are you ready? So ready. This is from... Shit. Oh, this is from Megan. Hey, girl. Thanks, Megan. She says in all caps, hi, guys. Hi! Hi, back! Uh, she then says, my name's Megan and love the podcast. Aw, we love you. Aw. I've been so fascinated by true crime since I was little that I used to look for dead bodies in the woods while my mom and dad were driving. <laughs> She sounds like a friend I would uh, have. Absolutely. That's There's literally nothing weird about that, that to me. That is so much fun. Uh, and then she said, I'm from Pennsylvania. A lot of woods here and shit. Weird so, shit happens in Pennsylvania, I tell you. We've already done a couple stories about uh -huh. Pennsylvania, haven't we? 
She said, also, I'm ghost obsessed. This podcast is like home to me. We welcome you into our into our loving embrace. Welcome to our very dysfunctional family. We love you. I've got a bunch of stories, ghostly and true crime, but uh, I'll touch on just one. So this is a crime one. Fun fact. Yay. My hometown murder happened on July 4th, 2012. And in parentheses, she writes, happy fucking birthday, America. (laughs) (laughs) Happy fucking birthday. (laughs) In Allentown, Pennsylvania, a young man by the name of Jonathan Nunez, 20 years old at the time, a well-known football player during my high school years, uh, and someone I cheered on and supported just a few years before, killed his off and on again (gasps) girlfriend, Kimberly. Oh, no. I went to high school with her, too. She had such a vivacious smile. That's really sad. Sad. That's super sad. Oh, and then she writes, here are the gruesome details. Oh, good. Because that's what we're here for. Fab. Megan knows we're here to fucking throw down. Throw down. The couple got into an argument, so Jonathan thought it was wise to be Kimberly to a bloody pulp before (gasps) slicing her neck with his mom's kitchen knife. So wise. Hi. But she did fight back. You go, girl. Fuck you yes. go, girl, with your vivacious smile. Kimberly. She did fight back, causing a wound on his finger. God forbid. Okay. He must have panicked because he took Kimberly to a nearby wooded area. <laughs> Surprise! In parentheses. Oh my and god. dumped her limp body. And then another footnote says, it gets worse. How? Well... He left her there, and according to reports, she was still <gasps> barely alive. Oh. No. That Kimberly. Once he left, he went home, cleaned the fucking knife, and put it back where he got it. What? Like, in his mom's kitchen drawer? Like, just, like, threw it back in the drawer like nothing ever happened. He then went to the emergency room to get his fucking finger treated and told the doctors at the ER, by the way, he cut himself separating hamburger patties, which, by the way, you do with your fucking hands, not a knife. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He went to the emergency room. For his fucking finger. Okay, let's start about how she got into an argument with him. So he's like, I'm going to slice your throat open. Oh, no, you hurt my finger. I'm going to go to the emergency room. This is literally man flu. He slit his girlfriend's throat open. And she was probably being dramatic in his mind, I'm sure. But he goes to the emergency room for his finger. Anyway, let's not get into societal expectations. After he got stitched up, he went to a nearby Walmart and picked up bleach and other shady shit. Ooh, what do you think the other shady shit was? She hasn't said yet. I don't know. Bleach and I'm guessing... Tarps? Ropes? Maybe. Cheap DVDs? You would be really good at murdering someone. Twizzlers? Oh. He then returned to Kimberly, doused her in bleach. Idiot. To hide evidence, I suppose, and left her there for dead. So he just went and doused her in bleach? What the the fuck? Was she still alive? Like, does she, do you think she remembered the bleach or had she died out by then? If she was barely alive when he died. I hope she died out by then. That would suck if you saw him come back and then just douse you in bleach. Especially when... A, bleach fucking hurts. And two, my first thought would have been it's gasoline. He's about to set me on fucking fire. Absolutely. All right. A man walking his dogs the next day found sweet <gasps> Kimberly's lifeless body and stated the bleach smell was so strong he could smell it feet away. <gasps> she was so pale at first he thought she was a doll. Oh, no. Happy to say eventually this fucktard <laughs> was found guilty for first degree murder and had a track record of being abusive towards his other girlfriends. Oh. You don't fucking say. Oh, are you serious? Here's Why? a news link if you want to read more about it. Details are scattered in so many different articles, but I think I covered all the major bases. Uh, what the fuck with this guy? You know what? Megan knew how to tell a story. That's what matters. 
This guy's a fucktard and a half. Happy birthday, America. Happy fucking birthday, America. Wholeheartedly. All right, so I got a story from Amber, who's our good pal. Hey, girl. She writes, it's me again, Margaret. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She says, I'm starting this email off with two fun facts. We love fun facts. I literally love a good fun fact. DT does. Number one, in January of 2009, a Staffordshire man was beaten to death by a 15-year-old boy and 20-year-old man after he refused to give them a bottle of wine. Same. Sounds like Christine. Me. There, number two, there is an allegedly haunted ice cream shop in Phoenix, Arizona called Mary Coyle's Ice Cream Parlor. We'll be looking into that. We'll be there tomorrow. So she covered all, all the beverage bases. Yeah, she did her job is what she did. Thank you, Amber. All right, here's her stories. <clears throat> These are both things that happened to my dad when he was a teenager. The house my dad grew up in was two stories, but the only bathroom was on the first floor, and all the kids had rooms upstairs. When he was in his early teens, he remembers going downstairs to use the bathroom and seeing his mom sitting on the couch smoking a cigarette. He thought it was weird because he didn't know her to smoke, but he figured she was just trying to keep it quiet and keep it away from them, so he didn't say anything. He told her about it later, and she just shrugged it off. This happened a few different times. When he got a little older, his mom told him that she never got up to smoke in the middle of the night and that she didn't ever smoke, but that her mother, his grandmother, used to smoke regularly. Aww. She didn't tell him when he was younger because she didn't want to scare him. That's a good one. That's, I like that. It's like... There's like a, like a, like a parental tale to it. I was going to say, there's like a familial, like... Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, I like that. It was weirdly heartwarming. It is. Yeah. Okay. So the next one... This next one reminded me a lot of Robert the Doll. Oh, no. Perfect. As I was Bring lis- it. As I was listening to your episode on him, and this one really creeped me out. Oh, no. You're welcome. When he was a teenager, my granddad used to drink a lot. He would come home drunk and just go straight to bed, on a- and on occasion he would mention a, quote, little doll woman who would come to visit him at night after my grandma fell asleep. They just assumed it was something he dreamed up when he was drunk, and they would laugh it off. The bathroom I mentioned in the last story had two entrances, one from the hall and one from my grandparents' room. One night, one of my aunts went downstairs to use the bathroom, and while she was in there washing her hands, she heard him start to talk to someone. Mm, No. She couldn't make out what he was saying, but she recognized his voice. She was about to leave the room, but she stopped when she heard a voice answer him back. No! No! It was a woman's voice, and it wasn't her mom's. She said it sounded really small. She went back upstairs and woke up my dad, and when he came down with her, he heard it too. They never asked him about it, but they assumed it must have been his little doll friend. Fuck that. I have a few others that I experienced personally, but I'll save those for later. Wow. Way to leave us hanging, Amber. Yeah. Is your grandfather's name Gene? Jeez. (laughs) No thanks. Robert did it. Yeah. Or Grandpa did it. (laughs) All right, well, those were two short but sweet ones. Yes. I like them. Me too. This is from Olivia. Hi, Olivia. And her subject is aliens, abductions, and assault. Oh, my. Oh, my. So this, is, this has a personal warmth to me because what many of you don't know is when we first started this podcast, it was going to be called Eerie and Theory. That's right. Where I talked about anything supernatural whatsoever and... Christine talked about conspiracy theories and, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. And half of my part of the podcast was going to be aliens at one point. So if you guys have alien stories, please don't be afraid to send those in. We love alien stories. That's also why in our logo, uh, the Illuminati eye is 
it permanently our- featured. <laughs> a lot of people, I'm sure, like, that's not a ghost or a crime, but originally we were going to do, like, conspiracy theories and really anything creepy and unexplained. Was- and we love that shit. So that's why it's, it's kind of an homage to our original idea. Definitely. Hi, I'm and Christine. Hi. Hello. I originally thought of this story after listening to your second episode, which was the Whaley and Robert Durst, right? Yes. Okay. Second episode, because it mentions the Whaley House. I grew up in the San Diego area, so I've heard of the Whaley House, but never been to it. Anyway, as I was saying, the fact that the story took place in sunny San Diego reminded me of another weird sort of San Diego experience. Dun, dun, dun. The Coronado alien abduction. Which I am immediately intrigued by. What the fuck? Because I've been to Coronado. I'm so excited. I did not hear about an alien abduction while I was out there. What is the Coronado abduction, you may ask? I do ask. Mm -hmm. Pray tell. Or maybe you won't because you already know about it. No, no, Olivia. You were right to ask. Olivia, we don't. (laughs) She wrote, I don't know, about 20 years ago. Be confident, Olivia. No, she like she covered all of her bases. Uh, About 20 years ago, there was a UFO conference being held in the Coronado area. Some of the attendees stayed in a hotel nearby, maybe the Hotel Dell, which is, I think, where I stayed. And what the fuck? This girl fucking knows me a little too well. Uh, But probably not. Too posh. Okay, well, my mother was the one who put this hotel thing together, so she said the Hotel Dell was a little too posh and very much a Linda thing to do. Oh, so you probably were there. Okay. There's a very high chance that I was. Gotcha. Too posh to let alien conference people in, probably. But not posh enough for my mother to make an appearance. Oh, Linda would be there for sure. I literally think she was. I don't even want to ask. She'll let me know when she hears this. Several separate guests at this hotel claimed to have been abducted by aliens in one night. Oh, good. Thank God we weren't there that night. Holy crap. She says, however, these guests didn't immediately jump to the conclusion that they were abducted. They woke up that morning all feeling a little weird. The four guests all talked to each other about it and found they had similar symptoms such as dizziness, tiredness, soreness, strange bleeding. Holy crap. Etc. What a weird way to end what that sentence. What the fuck? One man even claimed to have found a strange scar on his penis. I'm sorry, what? That morning. <laughs> More on this later, she says in parentheses. Oh, oh thank God. Can we skip to that part? Yeah. Uh, through hypnotherapy, each person relayed separate but very similar accounts of an alien abduction. One man who claimed to have been abducted many times before said that during the Coronado incident, he was woken by a light from out the window and the feeling of something else being in the room with him and his wife. He saw shadows, one which moved towards the bed. Fuck that. Good. Great. The being has huge eyes and prodded his ear with a metal device. (gasps) No, no. Oh! No, no. The beings leave after prodding his ear. Thank God that's where they stopped. Prodding his ear? Yeah. And then the room goes dark. He reports that after waking up that morning, he felt pain in his ear and found blood on his pillow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm, oh, my God. My skin is crawling. Oh, my God. Like, I have a thing about, like, orifices, as I think everyone does. Yes. But, like, putting anything in any type of hole. Like, is, probing. Uh-uh. Oh, my God. Like, ears, nose, eyes. Uh-uh. <laughs> Blood on your pillow. Uh-uh. <laughs> he went to the doctor and found a puncture wound in his ear. I'm going to vomit. I literally, my ears hurt. My ears hurt, too. My ears know exactly where he was punctured right now. I'm cringing. Ah, I'm going to take these headphones off and blood will pour out, I think. I will die. <laughs> I will 
kick you out of my apartment. In the next room over, two women also experience an abduction. One woman is woken by a flash of light. She opens into the corner. Oh, she jumps into the corner of the room because a being with long fingers that looks like a big bug tried to touch her. To which I say, no thanks. It stared at her left leg and she felt a pain like a shot through her left leg and she felt as if she was drugged. Like a bug tranquilizes you? No. The being told her not to move, then it said, done. And the experience was over. Uh, oh, fuck. I'm, I'm gonna have nightmares. If anyone did anything, also, especially if they did nothing, and then looks at you and goes, done. Uh-huh. It's like, wait, whoa, 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 what happened? It's like, what are you doing? Why? It's like, that's almost more invasive. It's like, I don't know. Because ha- you don't know what happened. What, what's done? Oh my God. Like, at least if they probe your ear, you know, they're done with probing your ear. Yeah. And then they say done. It's like, oh, thank God. Yeah, it's over. I was waiting for that. But but when they say done, they haven't done anything. It's like, I don't, I don't even know what. It's like, you're not even going to probe my ear? <laughs> yeah. The being told her not to move, and then it said it was done, Ooh. and the experience was over. She wakes up with a scoop mark on her leg, and the bed sheet is tucked over her so tightly she was unable to move when she first woke up. At least they tucked her in. That was so thoughtful. Like, thanks for the giant scoop and the giant hole out of my leg, What is a scoop mark? I'm thinking, like, a melon baller scoop (gasps) out of her leg. I'm gonna throw up. (laughs) Done. All right. (laughs) God help. Maybe he was saying done because he knew that's what I would fucking be after I heard this story. (laughs) I'm done with this. Uh, The other woman in the room wakes up that night to see the first woman crying in the corner of the room. Four gray aliens come in through the window, but she knows these aliens are not here for her because she believes that a group of aliens called the Pleiadians Pleiadians are the only ones allowed to mess with her. Huh? Wait, I'm sorry. Like she just like she just like like had like a like a mental conversation. She with She just them? like rolled over. Was like, oh, they're not here for me. Only the Pleiadians come for me. Yeah, and she says in here, the Pleiadians look like a cross between Edward the Vampire. So. Like Twilight? (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. What's his name again? Robert Patterson. Pattinson? Patterson. Pat Pattinson. (laughs) I'm not 14 anymore. Robert Pattinson. Okay. All of a sudden it wasn't as important to me. Looks like a cross between Robert Pattinson and a Nazi's wet dream. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I, I don't like Nosferatu. I don't, I don't. I'm sorry. I guess it just looks I guess it just looks really bad. Like an Aryan Robert Google Pleiadian. Google Pleiadian. P-L-E-P-L-E-I-A-D. Oh, it came up. Great. Does it look like a Nazi's wet dream? Kind of. I want to see. I want to know what that even means. Yeah. But like actually. Like Like a galactic soldier. But he's also like a very mystical, magical, like a like a unicorn and a galactic soldier had a baby. But like also they're really Aryan. Very Aryan. And have like crystal blue eyes. Very Aryan. It looks like something out of a Scientology Bible. It does look like Scientology. So, okay, so woman number two sees the four gray aliens and is like, no, like the like Nazi Robert Pattinson is the only one that's going to bother me. (laughs) you know good as we all think uh okay so then woman number two tries to protect uh woman number one um and tries uh, tries to protect her but she's stunned and put back in bed it's like you can't move (laughs) she watched the aliens try to put the blanket back on the first woman who was tucked in so tight right 
But for some reason, they didn't seem to know what the fuck a blanket was and tucked it over her really tightly in the wrong direction. So, like, head to toe? So aliens don't have blankets? But how did they know to tuck her in? Maybe they've seen humans and they're like, this is what they do. Oh, okay. You know, but they don't know how. What a weird thing to not know. You know how, like, in Harry Potter, they have, like, muggle history or muggle studies? Yes. Where it's basically, like, anthropology, but for a right. muggle culture? I bet aliens have that. And they're like, this is a blanket. And then it's, like, some, uh-huh. like, like C-minus graded presentation on the blanket. And it's they, like a like, PowerPoint. You put like... it on head to toe. Mm-hmm. The first woman later went to a doctor who specializes, who specializes in alien abductees. That's not a thing. Ask Blaze to be that kind of doctor. He will literally <laughs> leave me in a five seconds. Oh, yeah, the first woman later went to a doctor who specializes in alien abductees. That's not real. To get her leg scoop mark checked out and finds a weird object in it. <gasps> in later abduction, she claims the aliens punish her for removing the implant. Another what man, the fuck? another man in the same hotel woke up the next morning throwing up a massive amount of strange black goo. That's called a fucking possession. His regression therapy reveals memories of waking up to a strange light in the room and a gray alien, so a non-plebeian or whatever the fuck they're called, non-plebeian, uh, plebeian. I know. <laughs> felt really felt really elite there. His regression therapy reveals memories of waking up to a strange light in the room and a gray alien standing at the edge of his bed with a probe in its hand that touches his forehead. At least it's his fucking forehead. Yes. The next thing he remembers is waking up on a metal table. Oh, no. Nope. With another gray alien tapping him with a wand and inspecting him. I'm going to vomit. I wonder if this is the same guy who didn't know what a blanket was. So when he's tapping him with the wand, is just like kind of like hitting him he's in like, the shoulder. Boop, boop, boop. Like, Am I doing this right? <laughs> it's not. I doing. imagine that's how Geo sounds all the time. <laughs> Am I doing this right? Uh, this alien just says to him, you know, the drill. Excuse me. Which in my alien abduction history of like hearing other people's stories, when I hear an alien with a probe say, you know, the drill, that's telling me he's telling the human to bend over. I mean, that's what, like, what else would be the alien typical drill? But that's what a doctor says. You know the drill. It's like a... Whatever. That's also what aliens say with probes. What? He looks over the table next to him and sees his roommate from... Oh, my God. Don't, <laughs> don't... make don't make that face. I like, I'm, like, in a nervous laugh. But don't it's make like, that it's, face. It's not, it's not funny. He looks over to the table next to him and sees his roommate from the hotel getting raped with tubes. I'm sorry. This went from funny to not funny at all. He asks what's happening to his friend, and the alien just says, don't worry, that's not going to happen to you. He asks what they mean, and they just say, you know what I mean, and then leave it at that. I have no idea what's happening right Are now. Are they speaking English? How does Yeah, this... are they speaking English, but don't know what a fucking blanket is? That's I'm still on I'm... that. Well, they say, they say the idiom, you know the drill, but they don't know how a blanket <laughs> right. works. Right, and they clearly know what rape is for them to be like, be glad it's not you. Oh, no, no, no. He wakes up the next morning to a headache... And his roommate's screaming if there's a strange mark on his dick that looks like pun- puncture wounds. Holy shit. Oh, so, like, not even, like, man sodomy rape, like, in his penis. Like, in his urethra. Holy shit. Yeah, I'm not enjoying <sighs> this. This got really dark really fast. After going through regression therapy, he strongly resented the first roommate for not trying to save him from the rape. I don't blame him. Oh, my God. He was strapped to a metal table. 
He also tried to show multiple other people the puncture wound and was probably not that popular at parties. Probably he not. He was whipping his dick out and being like, look, aliens punctured my penis. No wonder. He probably never got a date. Oh, my God. This is all the information I found, as it's strangely hard to find information on this without buying a book on it. Anyways, I love your podcast. You're seriously the best. And can I... <laughs> And can I ask what the fuck M's job is and what kind of <laughs> and what kind of education is needed for that? Because I'm a freshman art major and holy fuck, that's the coolest shit. From Olivia, comma, currently drinking hot chocolate. Olivia, listen. You really just like either either like I mean, no matter what, you changed my night. I don't know if it was good or bad. No, it was bad. But we love you. My job, uh I how do you explain how you get a job in L.A.? So what you do is you make a lot of poor decisions and spend a lot of money on education. I here's the I made a really poor decision because before I moved out to L.A., I had a Ph.D. offer in neuroscience. Uh-huh. So don't do and that. And so I told my mom, no, thank you. I'm going to drive cross country to L.A. I have no experience in this industry, nor do I have money, nor do I have a plan. I'm going to get a master's degree in television. And so I couch surfed for a year until I begged enough people in the right places for a job that landed me where I am. And I'm also going to pay my student loans off with several minimum wage jobs <laughs> that aren't full time. Uh, that's exactly what happened. Um, it's almost as scary as that alien story you just told. Yeah. L.A. is pretty much that alien abduction Yeah, story. just picture that, but like here in LA. So she's asking what the fuck my job is. And I'm assuming she's talking about the, the graphic prop job. The prop stop. Props. Prop job. Prop job. Uh, okay. So I was a graphics fabricator. Uh, I worked in the graphics production room for the, one of the, one of the bigger prop houses for the movie industry. So it's a giant warehouse full of literally any prop you can imagine from any movie that's happened in like the last 20 years all the way up to props that are being made right now for like pilot season just came out and shows that are about to air. And that was my job. And it's so cool. And I got a tour of her job and it's as cool as you imagine that it is. <laughs> uh, Christine's boyfriend got to hold the Thor hammer. So that was pretty much all he came for. It is a highlight of our lives anyway. <sighs> okay. Um, I have one more story for you. Crime or paranormal? It is a paranormal. Yes. Okay. This is from, uh, up. Oh, that's her and name. And now we're her recording in reverse. Really nice. Uh, <clears throat> her name's Natalia. Natalia. Natalia says, hello, Christine and M. My name is Natalia. Hello. Hi, Natalia. I just want to say you guys do an amazing job. I love the podcast. Thank you. Aw. So this is my ghost story and it happened in Colombia, South America. Wow. Just in case we got confused. About right, it. right. And co like Columbia, America. Which one it was. <laughs> Columbia, the college. The college. <laughs> uh, I was about five and I slept over at my grandparents. During the night, I woke up and I saw a black figure outside the bedroom. Oh, no. I don't like this. That's literally all you had to say for your story to be on our air. Yep. I could see the black figure through the window of the room. Nope. I've been there and I've done that I was and I'm fucking say, over it. This reminds me of M's life. Okay. <laughs> It kept walking in front of the window back and forth nonstop. No. It freaked me out because I had a feeling it was not human. It, it would come back every other night. I never mentioned it to my parents. I just kind of ignored it. Not quite smart. Well, but what are you going to do? You're five years old. Literally, what are you going to do? You don't know any better. I, I know exactly what you're feeling, girl. 
Years later, I told my dad about it. He told me the room I would sleep in was fucking haunted. Now that I look nice. back at it, I don't know why they let me sleep in that room. He told me that one day when he was much younger, he got home really late and he was drunk. He shared a bedroom with two brothers. When he went to the bedroom, it got really cold, but he ignored it and went to bed. During the night, he woke up to his brother screaming. The bed that his brother was sleeping in was shaking nonstop. No. The covers of my dad's covers were thrown across the bedroom. My other uncle was being choked and couldn't move. Thankfully, it stopped and they ran out of the bedroom. They didn't sleep in the bedroom that night. And why would they? Probably smart. The next morning, they brought a priest to see what it was. While he was blessing the room, he said to check the roof. They found letters and a bunch of other weird shit. Fuck that. Like like paper letters or like letters on the roof? Like, gra- like I think engraved. They mean, I think they mean like letters. Like paper letters. Yeah. Is this Columbia or Amityville? <laughs> Columbia. <laughs> Good. I didn't know if you wanted me to actually answer if that I was didn't. a rhetorical question. I didn't, but I'm glad you went that extra step. I didn't know if we were actually confused. Or, okay. It certainly sounds the same. Were there letters on the roof? No, but there was definitely like beds shaking. Oh, yeah. Remember the beds broke through concrete? Uh-huh. Okay, so they found letters and uh, a bunch of other weird shit. The priest said to burn it all. They burned it all and the priest blessed the room. After this, nothing ever happened. My dad told me the ghost couldn't come into the room as it was blessed and I was a child protected by the universe. So it was outside of the bedroom and the window because it couldn't come into the bedroom. It's literally the same story I've told you about my childhood. Okay, she says... Uh. Uh, that's my ghost story. Hope it freaked you out. Shout out to all Canadian listeners. <gasps> Thanks, Canada. Canada. Well, that was nice. I, I've had that exact story happen to me growing up. So, yeah. which Christina's heard me talk about very often, but that was, it's terrifying. That but, was one of the, the more haunted experiences I've, I ever had to go through before. It was my profession at one point. Natalia, thank you for your story. It is, uh, she goes, I hope it freaked you out. It did. Thank it you. did. It, it brought did. me right back to childhood. So it thank did. you for that. All right. Good. Are we sufficiently terrified? Yeah. Fabulous. Um, thank you guys for listening to us. We appreciate all the Patreon supporters. Um, our next listeners episode is the first of every month. So June 1st, you'll have four weeks now to send us any stories you can think of that you've experienced or that's part of your hometown. Anything. You can find us at... And that's why we drink at gmail.com. But you can also come follow <laughs> us in general at ATWWD podcast on just about any form of social media. And that's it. I've right? seen you did it this time. And Oh, and that's why, why we, we drink. drink. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thank you so much. We love you all. Stay safe. Don't get abducted or murdered. Ha- or murdered. Or, or don't murder. Or haunted. Okay. Just stay safe and hide under the covers. Stay thirsty. Stay thirsty also. Okay, bye. Bye. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.